Listeners, you're listening to the banter portion of the show. Every Christmas. <laughs> oh, Ziggy, you're going to love School of the Unholy Beast. Oh, shit. Holy Beast, sorry. School of the Holy Beast? Unholy Beast. Which the is it? Holy. Holy. The whole beast. The whole dang beast. The whole, the whole beast, beast. And nothing but the beast. <laughs> now, the beast, that's a different movie. That That's probably more offensive. All right. We're going to... We're going to dig deep and find the most offensive movies. Let's intro this thing and talk about... Coming in at number one, Dr. Sleep. <laughs> mm, no, sorry. Go ahead. No. No. No, go ahead. Go not, ahead. Not even close. Go. Proceed. Three Listeners. from hell. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. You know, fuck introing this thing. Let's that just start talking bad. about... <laughs> yeah. I mean, why don't you just make one intro and Are just use squeaking? it every week? <laughs> He's squeaking. Like a duck. <laughs> Sue's squeaking. You were squeaking. I'm squeaking? You were squeaking. I need oiling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to intro it. Listeners, you're listening to Chewing you sure? the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. <laughs> we're a podcast where we friends like, get together and get talk about this? a horror movie. You were listening God, to Richard, come on. Uh, first, we'll talk about Recently Watched, which we try not to spoil. And we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song intro creature features at the top of the show. You can find their music on Apple Music or a couple Amazon. Of cans. Connected by string. Yeah, a couple cans connected by string. Uh, you could s- dance on a street corner and, you know, maybe somebody will give you change and you could buy stuff. Okay. Yeah, we're not professional critics. We're just your hosts. I'm Richard. I'm here with Ziggy. Hi. And Will. Hello. And Jolien. Come on, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good evening. <laughs> In case you wondered, Ziggy. Squeak. You haven't... You haven't uh, <laughs> You haven't heard Jolien speak much Japanese yet, have you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> so, guys, listen. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some offensive stuff. This is your only warning. All right, listeners. This is your only warning <laughs> that we're gonna talk about some offensive movie stuff. Leave now. You can. You can leave now before we close the big door and lock you in. I didn't know. I picked this movie and I didn't know. Oh, you sure didn't. I didn't know. At all. All, you, all you needed to say was, oh, some guy named Lars von something, and I would have been like, um. <laughs> I didn't know. Something you should know. I didn't. I had no idea. It has Matt Dillon. I love Matt Dillon. Okay. And, Do you still um, love Matt Dillon after this? I had to rewatch The Outsiders <laughs> to heal 
spiritually. Mm, yeah, um, that's a good one. Yeah, my mom and I are going to get matching tattoos. Anyways. Mm. Oh, cool. <laughs> Anyways, um, I didn't know. I, that's all. I'm so sorry. And I, I, oh, Nobody God. to apologize. Don't apologize. Yeah, We've don't. All well, I just... I just uh, we've all picked shitty Because I was halfway yeah. through it, and I was like, I, made I shouldn't have done this. I people watch intros of a beautiful woman. Okay. Okay. You know what? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I felt bad for liking it, even though it's a horrible film. <laughs> it's it's on a coffee cup that Will drinks his coffee out of. Yes, you. it's true. Okay, well, never I, mind. I don't feel that bad. That and I, Mother's Day were two movies <laughs> that I should not like that I did. <laughs> and I feel really sick and dirty inside because of it. <laughs> So Fair be- before we get into that, are there any recently watched that uh, y'all want to talk about? No, because I, I spoiled them all with last episode. <laughs> oh, that's probably true. I do. I. It's not a watch. It's a read. I read a book, and it's called Things Have Gotten Worse Since We Last Spoke. Did you mention this to them at all? I don't think I did. That's okay. Um, have you heard of it? Especially nope. you. You read. No. I do read. I can uh, read. Really? Barely. Shit, okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Books with pictures, mostly. Actually, you'd love it then. It's a novella, so it's short. Oh, um, good. <laughs> no, it's it's like 80 pages, and, okay, I first heard about it on TikTok, which, first of all, you should know that it was just bad then. And I should have known this. I should have known TikTok's this. TikTok's my source of literature. <sighs> Stop yeah. it, you. Okay, so I, I, I should know that that was bad because I, I read a different book that people hated, and I fucking loved it. It was great. It was a romance, and it was so awesome. It was fantastic. I loved it. And I don't usually like romance, but people on TikTok hated it. But people on TikTok loved this book. And they were like, it's so nauseating. You're going to finish <laughs> it and feel terrible because it's so dark and horror-y, and you're just going to just writhe. And I was like, okay, whatever. It was $8 at Barnes & Noble. Sold. Right? <laughs> and it was about worth $8. So <clears throat> I'm not going to spoil it, even though I wish I could, because what the fuck? It was just... So it's only 80 pages. And I'd like to say that, like, the author has other novellas and is going to make this one into a series. That is an interesting choice, but I, I, I feel like instead of writing a bunch of short books, write one good long one. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God. Because it just, everything that happened, it was a horror book, arguably. It was a queer horror book, arguably. But everything that happened was just show, so, like, shocking and like, oh, okay that none of the horrors set in. It was told entirely in emails and um, texts. And um, it starts with a like, some parts are redacted because the murder trial is still pending. And so you're like, oh shit, what's up? And it's about these two women that meet on an online forum and enter into a dark relationship. And basically one of them pushes the other further and further until something happens. That is fascinating. The cover art is beautiful. The book itself I read in like 45 minutes and was just like, gross. I looked on Reddit because Reddit opinions I've found are a lot better than TikTok opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the the people, the, the things that people have come up with for the ending of the book or theories about the main characters, are it's so much scarier than the actual book. When you consider the like, the possibilities that those eighty pages left out, mm. and I was I was so excited for it, and I was really disappointed when I finished it. And there's going to be a second one. I don't know how because the end is just like, oh, I guess okay. And like answering that would take away half of the appeal for everybody because mm. I think like half the theories online are like, what happened in the end? 
what did she do? Like, what? Oh, my God. Um, my favorite theory is that it's a case of, like, two, like, one person's lying about their identity online. Because that shit is scary. Like, I've, you know, I, I grew up in a very, like, technology world. That's all I've known. Like, the idea of, like, people online not being who they are is very real and very terrifying. And for this book, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but it's not talked about because it's short. Um... So yeah, kind of the last time I'm going to take opinions about books from TikTok, I think. <laughs> I think that might be a good call for me. Yeah, um, Yeah, I started another book called The Troop. Uh, maybe I've talked about this before, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. But it's Lord of the Flies, basically, but more gory. And I was listening to it as an audiobook at work, and I had to stop because the descriptions of things were gross, and I was trying to work and not throw up. <laughs> um, but I'm going to pick that one back up when I'm in a better, I don't know place i guess <laughs> so you've, you've read lord of the flies yeah i love that mm. i love lord of the flies children of the corn is good too um all the all the things yeah but i haven't done much watching mostly reading so on to the next hmm well fascinating that's it for your recent yes recently read yes nerd i know <laughs> reading books I do my best um jolien you got any other recently uh, watched well, i finished up this uh <laughs> comic book project at least the first issue for uh, the, the people who did uh, Creepshow last year oh nice and uh, and then I did a, a Flying Saucer book cover alright <laughs> I thought alright I'll have a day off I can watch something and, and then something else came in as I was posting the um, the book cover so uh, I've got got to do that this week too mm. well cool um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah I you know Apart from watching the usual <laughs> Japanese superhero stuff mm -hmm. um, and sumo, I've, I've watched um, I watched a non-exploitation film uh, from Japan. A new one that you had not seen before. I had not seen this one before. This is from 1977. Ona Gokumoncho um, Hiki Sakurata Uh English titles are either Torn Priestess or Nuns That Bite. Nuns, <laughs> that, nuns that bite. Uh, Clocks in at 69 minutes. Hey, as, long, good. as long as they're not... As long as it's nine, not nine, you know, over 90. Yeah. <laughs> Director Yuji Makiguchi. What were you going to say? Uh, as long as the nuns aren't hitting your knuckles with rulers. Uh, oh, yeah. They, yeah. they can bite all they want. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whole thing. Very oh, interesting. You're saying now. No, yeah. that's okay. Keep going. I want right. to hear all about this. Uh, so you've got this woman named Omino who's a prostitute in the Edo, Edo period. It's not a modern day story like the School of the Holy Beast. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, she escapes her oppression and goes to a convent. And you think, well, I know how this is going to play out. She's going to be just as oppressed in this convent. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she gets there and they've got this big um, hell screen. Um, a lot of Japanese temples have Buddhist paintings of hell on scrolls or screens or Oh, okay. Um, so you think, oh, yeah, yeah, I know how this is going to go. But I was wrong. Um, so uh, she's gotten away from the cruelty of men. And um, then, uh, but soon after she arrives um, at this mountain nunnery, uh, this couple turns up. And uh, uh, the, the nuns say that they've got to split up. They, you know, they're, they're running away from various situations. And the nuns say, well, you can have a night together, but then he's got to go, and then she can stay here for three years, and then you'll be safe, and then you can get married and be fine. But 
after their first night, the man disappears. Mm. Next day, uh, there's this weird fella in the forest and he's chopping some, something up and he says, I caught a boar. Mm. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, Good for him. <laughs> any, anyway, uh, the, the, the new woman runs away, but she runs smack into these, these guys who assaulted her on the way up. So you've got this, like, the whole world outside of here is just full of all these awful men, apart from this one guy who helped her on the way in. And uh, so and that's only because he was taking a day off. And did she fall in love with him or something? Sorry? Did she, like, fall in love with him or something? That's my favorite she, trope ever. She did not at the time. But what <laughs> what happens is, um, so it turns into Texas Chainsaw Massacre with nuns. It's kind of epic. So you've got this weird butcher... And you've got this mummified abbot who's stashed away in this cupboard who turns out to be still alive. And uh, uh, But what what happens is any men who stray into the clutches of these nuns, and they're, and they're of course, like uh, most of them are beautiful, um, ends up being tortured. And uh, they, they've all got their reasons for having it in for, the, for men folk. And fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Um, but what happens I don't blame sounds, in, sounds incredibly like girl power to me so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's 70s exploitation, uh, so okay. uh, it's not treated tastefully at all. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to make it like work in my head. Yeah. Um, so it better. What happens in the, in the final act um, is the fellow who helped her, the one man in this planet who was kind to, to Amino... Turns up to check up on her, and uh, and then the nuns g- get hold of him. So she's got to go up against all of them. Um, so uh, up to this point, it's been kind of standard. But then it goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing that. <laughs> yeah. So like the last twenty minutes, you've got nun disco hell. <clears throat> yeah. All right. What? Nun disco hell. Yeah. Okay. Um. Decapitation, head in a bucket, kitten killing, snake stew, uh, nun spearing. Kitten killing. Yep. On screen. Or implied. No, they they find she finds a body. Okay. It's fake. Okay. Um, well, that's good. Death by lactation. <laughs> that's uh, a new one. I think it was a first for me too. <laughs> I've not seen that before. It's a first for you. <laughs> you know, that's a whole fetish of its own. It yeah, is, yeah, I'm sure that well, anything so, uh, is. So all the ways to go fetish. out. I ended up being thoroughly sure. entertained in a in a very bad taste manner. Oh, good, uh, which is good. what you want from exploitation. That's good. Um, yeah, that's uh, exactly it, what you it, want. It has no moral redeeming value. Perfect. I mean, you could always find it like really profound, and then I think we'd have an issue. But if you just were entertained, that's fine. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed that one. Wow. None to bite. Yeah, as long as they're not smacking your knuckles. I think I've probably said this on the show before, but uh, my dad told us when we were in our teens, well, I never sent you guys to Catholic school because I went. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he said it was rough. Will, do you have anything since last time? No, no, I I should have saved two from last episode. Yeah, stretch it out, right? Uh, Uh... I will say about Midnight Mass, there's a bunch of dead cats in an episode. Oh. Uh, they look real fakey. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Like, like mm, that looks almost like a Muppet on the 
washed up on the beach. <laughs> like in uh, Steve Martin's The Jerk, when it when when they show him that film, kitten the juggling, the kitten juggling. <laughs> oh my god! I've heard that. about this. <laughs> and they show him this like snuff film looking thing, <laughs> and it's totally him in juggling. <laughs> it's so priceless. Oh man, I love The Jerk. It's a great movie. That was my sick movie. Anytime yeah. I felt sick, you know, stayed home, I'd watch The Jerk. That's perfect. The I remember the uh, the television edit of it when he goes to say Iron Ball McGinty, Iron Bill McGinty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He he uh, he gets his black belt in some martial art or another, and he goes to fight this uh, this um, mafioso who's named Iron Ball McGinty, and he kicks nice. him and breaks his foot. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think you even hear the clang, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Iron Ball McGinty. Yeah, I remember crying laughter watching that film the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it doesn't uh, probably keep the laughs over over the years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's only funny because it was funny at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's still amusing because I remember how hard I laughed the first time I watched those. But, yeah, yeah if you watched it now, I don't know if it'd be yeah. worth it if you hadn't, you know, grown up with it or anything. Yeah, it may not be as funny. Speaking of which, I got one of those movies to talk about. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I watched Stripes for the first time in decades. Oh, yeah, I have not seen that in a long time. Uh, this is a, a Bill Murray movie from 1981, I, I want to say. Here, I want to say 81, yeah. Yeah, let me look real quick on my uh, computer and see if it says uh, what year. Um, 1997. 1997's <laughs> Stripes. Uh, I'm, I'm sure it was 81. Uh, now this one, Ziggy, you'll be pleased to know. Yes. PJ Souls, who you know from 1978 Halloween. Okay. You know how she forgot her history book, her chemistry book, her French book? She forgot all her books. Okay. Yeah. Totally. It's been a bit. Okay. okay. Well, she's in this. Okay. Okay. So she have her books? Uh, I didn't see her with any books in this movie, so okay. I think she left them on the set of Halloween, 1978 Halloween. So you got PJ Souls and Sean Young, who, mm. if you've seen Blade Runner, mm-hmm. plays Rachel in Blade Runner. Uh, kind of buried the headline here. It's Bill Murray and Harold Ramis, who you would know them from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the two main characters, uh, John Winger and Russell Ziski, who are a couple of losers living in New York who just keep losing. Um, they're not doing great to start with, and then they just make dumb choices and bad things happen anyway. Naturally. So they decide, uh, after getting a... Uh, I don't know if they showed up at the recruiter... By chance, they were in front of the Army Recruiter building, but I think uh, they were in uh, Russell's crappy car, and they're like, hey, let's go in there. And uh, they decided on a dare or a bet or something that they were just going to join the Army. Take away all their problems because, you know, they're, they got their clothes, their food, everything taken care of. And so they do. They join the Army. And it's a terrible idea because they're 30-ish and shouldn't be joining the army. (laughs) And they're not in good shape. And they don't follow direction very well. And uh, some of the jokes do still land fairly well. And it's got a good cast. I mean, hey, you got Warren Oates, John Candy. Like I mentioned, Sean Young and PJ Souls are in this. Um, Judge Reinhold, very early in his career. Uh, He's one of the new recruits also. Joe Flaherty 
plays one of the border guards going into Czechoslovakia. And uh, he's... Czechoslovakia. I know, that's what Czech- I heard, too. Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. Well, it's... It's where it's they a, get jokes from. Yeah, it's the, it's the it's funny... It's offensive clown. Czech- Czechoslovakia. He's doing impressions. Yeah. Hey, it's the Czech Republic now. Or the, yes. or the Czech Republic, depending on how you heard me say it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, anywho... Um, yeah, you got some you got some great comedic actors in this thing, and a lot of the jokes do still land. I was very pleased to see, and some of them don't. And of course, you know it's it's, it's a 1981 movie. It doesn't treat women as well as it should, but uh, uh, it's Ivan Reitman, you know, so he's not going to be perfect. But uh, but he's got uh, you know Ghostbusters and stuff like that, right? <laughs> yep. So there you go. His son did the new one. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, what's his name? Like Chip Reitman or Chip Reitman? Chuckles. Yes. Chuckles Reitman. Yes. Yeah, he was conceived in Czechoslovakia. <laughs> so there's that. So they named him Chuckles. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> bad sport. I watched an episode of that from a Netflix, and uh, the one they used for the the teaser promo, where it's this race car driver who got really into importing. Well, smuggling weed into the country back in the 80s. Oh, boy. Bet he's got egg on his face now. Oh, yeah. He did 20... Well, I, I, I can't tell you this. It's a spoiler. <laughs> he did some time. How long? 27 years. Damn, for <laughs> weed? Uh, barges with, like, tons of weed in it. It's a lot of weed. Couldn't Still. just be a backpack full of weed. No, he was financing his race cars, which cost millions of dollars. Imagine coming out of Colorado prison <clears throat> now, and then and then there's like dispensaries in every corner. I often oh, think no. of like, imagine coming out of prison because you were stealing like cassette deck players out of cars. <laughs> it's like, I'm an asshole. <laughs> Why did I do that? Uh, so I watched that, an episode of that. It's, it's done pretty well for a docuseries. And a couple new episodes of the most recent season of Big Mouth. <laughs> They're on to see. I stopped watching that show. Why? I don't know. I which because I loved it, and then I just stopped. I think. Did it cease being funny? Maybe. Oh. Is this the animated? Yeah. yeah. They're like ugly ass little kid characters <laughs> and the hormone monster. Yeah. It's John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Yeah. Um, Jason Manzukis is in it. Maya Rudolph. It's a yeah. great show. Yeah, it's great voice casting. And, uh, yeah, it's a hilarious cartoon. I don't know why you would quit watching it. I don't know. Yeah. Get back on it. It's I good. Know. It's I'll really good. I'll do my best. Yeah, so uh, we've prolonged the inevitables, Iggy. I know. You picked the house that Jack built. I did. I did pick it. And I wish you had said Lars von Trier's. I expected that you'd look it up, honestly. I was like, I don't know anything about this, but Richard will. Uh, turns it's out. It's okay. It's all right. We we all saw it, except for Joel. <laughs> Joel? It's done now. It's done. Okay, I want to go to you first for this. <laughs> Please. What what movies of Lars von Trier have you watched? The Antichrist. Is that it? Uh, yeah. What has he done? I've not seen the Nymphomaniac ones. Uh, how about Melancholia? Yeah, I saw Melancholia. How about Dancer in the Dark? Way back in the day. Yeah, yeah, the, I saw yeah. that one. The See, movie. I don't know any of these. I know the names, and I know that some of them are controversial, but I don't so know any of these. Melan- I had no idea. Melancholia was the one that, when he presented it at Cannes, he did his speech about being sympathetic to Hitler. Oh, wow. And that got him banned from Cannes until he 
until the house that Jack built. <laughs> and then brought him back to Khan and then hundred people oh, down. <laughs> I just what, what what did he say about Hitler? Like uh you Probably just... everything he said in the house that Jack built. Uh, he said something along the lines of uh, he did some things which people think are wrong. <laughs> oh, did he? And uh, he he could imagine him being alone down there in the bunker and he felt some sympathy for him. Okay. He liked the architecture of Albert Speer and he uh, liked Albert Speer's um, aesthetic of ruins. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so uh, so that kind of, of course, being Lars von Trier, he plays on that controversy instead of being apologetic about it sincerely and makes a house at Jackville, which is <laughs> seems to be about Lars von Trier presenting uh, art, including Nazi atrocities, as art. Um, so, yeah, that's him. Oh, my goodness. I thought he was going to say something like, come on, you jerks, Hitler loved dogs. How bad could he be? <laughs> well, he killed his dogs. So the... Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, oh, Lars von Trier. Okay, he did um, Breaking the Waves. I saw this in 1996, and it was a very weird, moody, melancholy, dreary-ass movie. And uh, What? Really? I, I was going to a lot of art house movies at the time, and the girl I was dating was like, let's go see this one. I've heard good things about it. And I remember sitting there going, how can I get out of this? Can I just break up with her and leave now? <laughs> Would that get me out of this movie? What if I just said something awful to her and got up and left? Take the, Did you? I should have. Okay. In retrospect, I should have done that. I'm sympathetic to Hitler. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. Hitler was right. I'm out. Just chuck the popcorn in her face <laughs> and split. And then dance her in the dark. I was like, oh, I love Bjork. Mm -hmm. So I watched that thing. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, I remember that being a pretty depressing movie. It was... It was not just depressing. Hello? Hold on, it's... I'm getting a call. It says Lars von Trier is calling. Oh, oh man. He'd like to explain himself. Lars, come on. So, uh, I've seen a few of his movies is what I'm yes. saying. Yes. And I'm Dutch. Uh, Things are dark. I watched... Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know. That should be like the sub... Whatever the description for this episode. <laughs> I decided to watch The Nymphomaniac, Volume 1 and Volume 2, those movies... Um, just cause I thought, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe this jerk has done something. Yeah. It, it was definitely different. It evoked different emotions and thoughts and feelings than those earlier movies did. It was like, I'm watching somebody who's clearly a sex addict doing awful things and not stopping for two movies. <laughs> so I didn't watch those because Sheila Beef is in them. Who? Oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The boof was in both of them, yes. Yeah. 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 They should have stopped him at Transformers. They really should have. Yeah, I don't mind him as an actor. It's just he's been really horrible to other artists at the time. Well, yeah, he's a dick. I mean, I don't want to be uh, subtle about saying that. He seems like a dick. So I don't want to watch him and stuff, but yet I did. Um... Is he redeemed by Indiana Jones 4, do you think? <laughs> what do you mean, Indiana Jones 4? There was no Indiana Jones 4. Oh, right, yeah, sorry. 
was barely a three. (laughs) (laughs) The three was just a re-edit of the first two. Pretty much, yeah. I know people love the third one, but... Is that the Indiana Jones and the Screaming Skull? No, that's Indiana Jones and the... uh, uh, I'd watch that. I would too. (laughs) What is that last one, though? Uh, Holy Grail is what they're after, but I don't remember what the Last Crusade. Okay. Yeah, that's the third one. Yeah. Yeah, Indiana Jones and the Screaming Skull would be great. (laughs) Better than the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Um, Do you know about the Screaming Skull, Ziggy? No. It's a terrible movie from, what, the late 50s? 50s, yeah. Late 50s, 58, 59, somewhere in there. Terrible movie. Great poster. Yeah. Great poster. (laughs) This is what happened back then. Great poster. Make a movie from it. Okay. And uh, you don't get any money to do it. Just go make a movie. Yeah. What? What? What's my budget? $17. Get out of here. (laughs) Make a movie. (laughs) So, hey, uh, go in the props room. Got any, uh, like, scary stuff? Oh, well, we got this skull. That's scary. What if it screams? (laughs) Yeah. What what if people perceive that it's screaming? Yeah. That's that's a whole movie. (laughs) What? Let's make that. Just rip off the telltale heart, but put a skull in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They should have called it the telltale screaming skull. All We're right. still avoiding talking about the movie. Well, why don't you tell the listeners just yeah, it's your why pick. I know. You just tell just tell them a brief synopsis of what happened. Yeah. So there's this guy. He's just a white dude. He's just a guy. Mm-hmm. In the seventies, he's um, an engineer who keeps saying he's an architect, and his narcissism and ego bleed in slowly. And he's picked up a hitchhiker who's Uma Thurman, and she keeps. I love I love when victims in horror movies do this. They're like, "You could be a serial killer, haha!" And then they are. It's like, "Come on." Okay, come pa- on. pause there for a second. Yeah. Can you tell what year this was supposed to be? As seventies, but no. Not at all. I read that it was supposed to be in the 70s. Yeah, I'd say it's sometime in the they 70s. Because his van is like a Econoline. late 60s Econo line yeah. Ford van. Also, he yeah. has the Dahmer look. Okay. Not that that's 70s. The reason, I, the reason I asked you to pause there is because the term wasn't even coined until 1981. What? Serial killer? Oh. That's the first time it Damn. was kind of made Maybe known. she coined it. Nope, she died. Maybe <clears throat> you sh- he yeah. coined it. She, <clears throat> yeah, maybe she coined it and died and didn't get to tell anyone, so it took a few more years yeah. before anyone came up with it. I will continue recapping the movie, but yes, I think go ahead. I we should spend the most time on interpretations of the ending, <clears throat> okay. because that, I think, is where you can talk the most. Because there's not a lot to say about the sadism and cruelty of the actual movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically is, is narrating this whole thing and he's talking about, is it six incidents? I think it's six, five, five five. incidents that he deems, they're five random incidents in his life and they're all murders. And one of them is this girl in the car. Another is this random girl that he, this, this woman who he pretends to be a, a cop and he like knocks on our door and that whole conversation is like 15 minutes long and i think it's all improv it has to be all improv because it goes nowhere it's yeah. so weird and slow um the third is this this girl who he has an established relationship with mm-hmm. and i he he cuts off her breasts and it's horrible yeah <laughs> we don't really see it but there's a lot of lead up to it and you know it's coming and he's just really mean to this girl and that's off-putting enough yeah. um the next one... He calls her simple. Like, yeah. that's, like that's her name, because yeah. she isn't smart, but that's mean anyway. I believe the next one is a family. 
which <laughs> was my favorite part of the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. That mm. whole business. So the hunting rifle. Yeah, yeah. I just found that really compelling, not in like a good way, but it was. I I felt like it was the most cinematic part. The the whole movie has um, scenes from different medias spliced through it. It's got a painting stop motion thing. It's got academic looking slides. It's got like different diagrams and stuff and wildlife videos. And the way that it was spliced with this hunting scene with the family, I thought was really well done. Um, and it's the first time I think that I was like, shit, he's crazy. Because he kills people before that, and he has a terrible moment with Simple. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't her name Jacqueline? Yeah. He's got a terrible... He's just mean to her, and it's like... I Before that, I was like, he could just hate women. Yeah. But then he kills kids in this scene. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then at the same time, I think they're talking about his youth a little bit. And that was the first time I was like, oh, we're dealing with somebody. <laughs> like, yikes. Um, who's the next murder? It, it went... Um yeah. Okay. I, I, I have I, it out I, of order. Yeah. I think Simple came after the family. Okay. And then, uh, let's see, there was the the next one was where he has detained the guys in the freezer. Oh, yeah. And lined them up so he could try and shoot them with one bullet. Right. And that's, yeah. So there are Holocaust concentration camp themes, and he has a whole little speech about it. He has, There's an animal cruelty scene, which is done poorly. I, I honestly was just kind of like, oh, oh, what? It wasn't like a, a heart-wrenching thing. Maybe I'm just... Cruel and hate ducklings. Yeah, maybe I am. Yeah, that... No, okay. it didn't... I don't it know. It didn't land. It didn't land for me either. It was shocking when he first picked up the clippers, but then the action itself... Yeah, it was the, what he's going to do. And I think that's what the whole movie I think if been. they had cut it yeah. instead of showing him cut the... The scene, not the duck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they had cut the scene, because you would imagine it, yeah, and it'd be way it'd be worse. Because he clips it off, and it's so fakey looking. And the, yeah. uh, like you said, the duck doesn't react. The duck doesn't react, and then it just like <sighs> swims. Yeah, and it's kind of and that's like sad. It's super sad. I think. Um, there's a lot wrong with this movie. There was a lot of. They make you sit in the discomfort of it, and it's because there's no background music except for "Fame" by David Bowie. Right. And um, they, they make you really sit with it for a long time, and it's a long movie. But there are some, some of the imagery was great. Like when, because he, he has this big um, like monologue thing throughout the whole movie where he's talking about himself. Um, I, was, I was saying that I, I felt like it had a lot of like Amelie aspects with how some of the shots came together. It felt a lot like American Psycho. Yeah, and, I um, could see that. The bathroom scene in The Shining. Oh, and yeah. those were, like, the top three things I could relate it to, honestly. But I loved, um, like, the coloring of the movie. I loved the use of different medias and the reappearance of a lot of different visual themes that didn't make sense to the actual story. There's a scene of a bunch of men in a field uh, cutting the, the grass or the field or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's got, like, a rhythm to it, and that came back multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who's cutting with the scythes. Yeah. yeah. I just hate saying that word, so I didn't. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, and the handheld camera the whole time. Those are my top three things. Four. Um, I'll 
jump to the end and then we'll be done talking. The whole time he's trying... You don't trying, get to get out of it that easy. I know. The whole time he's trying to build this house and he keeps not building this house because it's not perfect yet. Right. And at the end he has this man who shows up. I think it's just... Early on I was like, I think he's just talking to himself. And that's why I want to talk about the ending more. But there's this guy that shows up and it's the guy that he's been talking to the whole time. And he tells him to build a house out of the bodies that he has because he has all these bodies in a freezer. And so he builds a house out of them. And it looks freaking crazy and cool. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. But if you want weird, shocking horror like that, just watch Hannibal. Just watch Hannibal. There's there's somebody who builds stuff out of dead bodies. There's all this weird body gore. Right. And all this, like, resurgence and recycling of life. Like, this idea that, like this idea of who's deserving of life and all the themes that came up in this movie are in Hannibal, but it's not um, offensive. It's just and dark. And in Hannibal, they don't make you sit through any uh, archival footage of the Holocaust. No, none of that. And it's right. it, there's like there's a grace to it. I'm, I, I really like Hannibal, so I'm a little biased, but I don't know. I, I, it, I felt like it was done better. So if you want like the same themes, but more content and... Uh, less terrible to sit through <laughs> just watch Hannibal um, well you know a, a Von Schreer movie is really something to be endured more than enjoyed I didn't know uh, would you agree with that Will Jolien yeah because yeah? you, you've both seen a few of them and oh, yeah this this is uh, Ziggy's first well, yeah another thing that put me off when I read about it was um, you know like back in 2019 to 2020 I was working on a book about um, Eva Schloss, who escaped, um, who survived Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. Right. So I watched a lot of that stuff. Oh, um, my goodness. And, and, and growing up in Britain, you know, you, there's a lot of films like uh, Night and Fog and the yeah. Nuremberg Trials and stuff. So you're, you're pretty familiar with that footage, you know. It's like, I don't want to see this again. Yeah. 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 There's some of that historic stuff. You you should see it. Okay. You really should yeah, see it. Yeah, everyone should see it. But you shouldn't have to see it over and yeah, over. I don't, want, I don't yeah. want it spliced into some movie. Of, to, some last one, three movie. An egotist. You know, right. Cheaper, shocking stuff. Yeah. No, uh, someone described the movie as sickening but not gripping. And I feel like that's how I viewed it. Like, by the end, there were a lot of themes and ideas that I liked that came up. Not that I liked and were, like, related so, so to. Do you know who the person he was talking to was? No. So, uh, he's Virgil. He calls him Virgil. Yes. So, Virgil is the guide to Dante. Oh. Who leads him down into the levels of hell. Of course you read Paradise books. Paradise Lost. Okay. Yeah, it's one of them books. Yeah, one of them it's books. one of them books. It's a pretty popular no. book, I believe. Oh, it's been yeah. around a long it's time. It's a page turner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, and there were a lot of things that came up where I was just like, I don't know about this. Especially because, like, God, I watch slasher movies. That's my thing. This was not that. This was not anywhere near that. Um, oh, you, uh, you know Stephen, like, uh, Stephen Graham Jones? Mm-hmm. Friend of show. He's been on a couple mm-hmm. of times. His new, he's done a couple of novels about slashers. But oh, you told me about yeah, this. You talked about it on the show. Really yeah. good. My heart I was meaning to check it out. Yeah, yeah. really good. Anyway. <clears throat> uh, somebody else talk about the movie, too. I'll well, chime in. Okay. Uh, now, like I mentioned, you know, a Von Schreer movie is a thing to be endured, not necessarily enjoyed. But uh, I can't deny that 
you know, visually his stuff is pretty stunning. It's pretty interesting. It was compelling, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's what keeps me in his movies. Is like yeah. I love seeing, you know, the spectacle unfold of like how he's going to frame this one or whatever. Like when he's hunting that family from that that tower with that his with his hunting rifle. I thought was honestly beautiful, and I hated that I thought that. <laughs> but I was like, God, I love looking at. This. But, yeah, you're right though. The color design. Uh, just every everything they the way it was framed everything was just lovely to look at except for horrifying and awful at the same time uh, i oh uh, yeah sorry yep i fine. disagree with you yeah it's fine <laughs> okay so so the uh the the main sticking point for me with this whole thing is that he's supposed to be really intelligent i didn't get that i thought he was kind of a simpleton personally well, and he has all these relationships that are pre-established with characters. How? He's an asshole. <laughs> right. He's weird and in, in like, the most weird way. Like, he doesn't have a normal conversation with a person at all. He doesn't have a, a casual interaction. There's no, like, you know, even if it's just as seeing someone on the street being like, hi, hello. Like, there's none of that. Right. Everything about him is this weird, calculated something it had the same vibe as like uh a really unlikable uh dislikable i don't know what the word is but joe goldberg and you you know oh. how he, you know how if have you seen the netflix video of if they took his monologues out like how they have to film that and then he'll say something or someone will say something to him and then he'll just sit there for like 45 seconds while there would be a monologue going yeah that's how it felt it was just everything was a little off and i was like how does he know this girl this family the guy in the robe what yeah, I felt that way about the, like, you could see him picking up the hitchhiker. Yeah. You know, going to the person's house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, then he, he's with this family, and you're like, where did they come from? How yeah. did he get I thought he was on a date them? with her, and I was like, you have an established relationship with this woman and her children? Yeah. Yeah, that, that was pretty hard to wrap one's brain around, like, him getting that far into a relationship at all. Especially with the Jacqueline. Like, what was their relationship? I thought that it was like a prostitution kind of thing. I thought that maybe... That's what I read. That's what I thought. But initially, I didn't think so because he... he, When his inner monologue, he has a moment where he's like, I thought she was something special. And I was like, oh, cool. I guess we're going to see like an actual almost relationship turn for the worse for him. No. Well, I think that was part of it was that he was such a narcissist and... He thinks of himself as very intelligent, but he no, he's not really. Right. Yeah. He thinks of himself as very oh, smooth that's going a good in. Point. You know, he he he's going to talk his way into this lady's house. He does, but man, like you said, that conversation goes nowhere. It's weird. It's uh, she should have never fallen. For she shouldn't have fallen for I it. And, and Virgil even so brings confused. up like, why do you, why do you portray all these women as stupid oh okay all of the stuff in this movie is terrible but you know what made me the most angry he has a whole little speech about how men are always like labeled as like it's so unfair to be a man because you're born as it wasn't like an abuser you're born guilty yeah i was furious i was furious yes he was quite the incel I was furious. When I, you know, when raging, absolutely raging. It was like five minutes towards the end of this thing. I was like, "You're kidding me, right?" I was like, "He just yeah. killed all these people, but that's how he thinks." Yeah, um, I'm the victim. Oh, <laughs> God! 
God. I think um, what made this movie like really unsettling for, for me, I guess, was that it felt a lot like American Psycho, but American Psycho's charming. It's got a, a glamour to it, you know? He's got this wealthy lifestyle. All his murders are grand and crazy. This was so just... I don't, I don't want to say honest, because I don't feel like it was honest, but no. it was so just basic and there. It was it was just... It wasn't real either, but it was just it was just right there. It yeah. was just a life that was bad and wrong and harmful. Well, one of his quotes, the main character mm-hmm. says... Is the old cathedrals often have sublime artworks hidden away in the darkest corners for only God to see. The same goes for murder. So he says this, but as he goes along, instead of his murders becoming um, more subtle or sophisticated, they become more crazy and unhinged. And I won't say that they... Be- I mean, he gets... He gets in the beginning of the movie, he's so OCD about the murdering that he keeps going back inside that woman's house to make sure... Which was hilarious. To that was it. the only part I liked. That was pretty movie. funny. There was a great short story. I, I can't remember who wrote it, but the, um, the, the, these I criminals are breaking into a Bradbury. Is it Bradbury? <laughs> yeah, I think it's a Bradbury. Yeah, Bradbury. They break I'll into a, this big Bradbury. old house and, and they, they end up killing the owner. Mm-hmm. But he's there's something about him. I'm not sure what, but they then he has to. He's obsessed with going back and cleaning everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's great because he goes back into his car and he sits there for a second, and then he envisions blood having splashed behind something, and he goes back in, mm. and he does it so many times that by the end it's nighttime. He, like the, he he was at this girl's house at like 10 a.m. I don't know. It was, yeah. it was early, and it's nighttime now, and then the cops show up for some other reason. It's yeah. hilarious. And he's blathering all that crazy crap to the cop. Yeah, he was just so insufferable. I hated him. Oh, it was awful. Um, and I think it's interesting, too, because towards... He, he has... I think it's him or the guy he's talking to in his head that say something about how, like, the cops were hot on his trail now. They weren't. They, like, found him because he stole a cop car and left the siren on. <laughs> like, they were kind of onto him for a robbery. And it was just... I don't know. There hubris. Was, there was a really, really gross... A uh, funny thing that happened was right after he finally kind of fooled that cop, he oh, yeah. ties the woman's body, which is hidden in the bushes, to the back of the van yeah. and drives off, dragging her body just to get the hell out of there. <laughs> it's so gross that you see this trail of blood like it's, just, it's, pretty funny. it's grinding her body down as he's dragging it. And finally gets where he's going, and it's like, oh, this is so sick. Like, how's he going to get away with this? There's literally a blood trail all the literally, way, yeah. all the way to his hideout. And well, it rains and washes it away, and he sees this as a divine intervention. But that's the hubris that is just off the wall right there. But uh, the fact that you see this ridiculousness of this, him dragging the body to get out of there quickly. After after spending, like you said, all day and all night. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Uh, I can't recommend his movies to people. With, I can say, hey, if you want to, like, here, I think this milk is sour. You should smell it, too. <laughs> I would recommend Hannibal if you want the kind of sadism and interesting deaths. And I would recommend that one family murder which is horrible to say but it was it basically did all the film things that the whole movie did 
in what 10 minutes uh-huh. um and i think that that was the the best example of it um oh but then there's the ending and the ending doesn't relate to anything at all all of a sudden right doesn't he enter hell yeah he yes hell. so he builds this house of dead people and the cops are coming in and he there's a hole in the floor like a big old ice fishing hole and yeah. he like drops on through and then it's water and he's walking around in water talking to the guy and then it's hell um and they have a lot of meaningful conversation about something i like how the it's like is it like cyclical storytelling or whatever where you, you know by the end of this the story you realize that that's where you started you know yeah i loved that i was like oh it makes sense now i mean you kind of expect it but it's still really nice when you get there especially when it's like two hours later um yeah and then it's hell and he's there's like a broken bridge and that he's like that side leads up and he's like can i climb around the wall and the guy's like try i guess but nobody's done it or very few people have done it and he goes <laughs> and he tries and he falls and um the last scene is the same shot but the like negative colors you know the like negative of it yeah. which i thought was a cool artistic thing yeah <laughs> i thought it was a cool artistic thing but also there is destruction nice, going on yeah i thought it was a nice way to like wrap it up i guess because because he's he's talked before about the the negatives of an image being the like the truth in light or whatever, and this whole time he's taking photos of his victims with old timey camera. Oh he's yeah. Got negatives. Oh yeah. It's vintage. <laughs> now, here's here's a question I have to ask, uh, and and you could all chime in on this one. Say you pick this because you like Matt Dillon, <laughs> hypothetically. Yeah. You know, you pick this movie. You go, oh, it's got Matt Dillon. I like that guy. He's so likable. Then you watch this. Uh, I'll wait. Uh, what do you pick as a palate cleanser if you want to get Matt Dillon back in your good I graces? I said I watched The Outsiders. Okay, I know that's like your go-to. What yeah. is there another one? No. No, I just that's it. The Outsiders that's it? religiously. Yeah. He exists in The Outsiders only. for you. Okay. He's only Dally. Julian, Will, you guys have... What else has he done? Uh, I could read you a whole list of them. In fact, he's gonna. Uh, Drugstore Cowboy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I picked that one. A probably. Kiss Before Dying. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite... Uh, if I, a Kiss Before Dying, is that... That's with Sean Young, right? I believe that is, yes. Uh, let's see. He is in that one from 1991. I can I can bring it up on screen no, I think here. she is, yeah. Yeah, she is. Uh, yeah, terrific movie. Uh, they're both young and lovely looking. Um, for me, singles. If I wanted a palate cleanser, singles. Great movie to watch to just get. He plays a quote-unquote grunge rocker who's just a dumb-dumb. <laughs> he's, he, and he's not like a really main character of the movie. He's important to one of the characters who is a main character. Um, Bridget Young's character, in fact. He's got a pretty popular milk commercial online. Oh, yeah? What is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's just a commercial about milk, and I've seen it, like, a lot. I don't know why, but it keeps coming up on my, like, TikTok feed oh. all the time. <laughs> I just, uh, I meant to say... Along Brid- with the book recommends? Yeah. I meant to say Bridget Fonda, sorry. Bridget Fonda's character. I said Bridget Young for some reason. She was young <laughs> at the time. <laughs> Nobody in that movie is young anymore. 
uh, let's see. Um, oh, what's another good one? What do you think compelled him to agree to this movie? The money? <laughs> Oh, there's something about Mary. How about that one? Oh, I do like He's that one. That's a hilarious dumb dumb in that one. That's a good one. So why is Uma Thurman in this? Because she was like one of, the, one of the Me Too. She, she was at the forefront of that one. Didn't um, she? Maybe mm. she thought there was something redeeming <laughs> that might happen, and then the movie got made, and it didn't. Maybe it was money as well. Could be. I was thinking you would pick Crash. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I forgot he was in that. How about Herbie Fully Loaded? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's a, that's a, that's one of those possessed car movies, right? Yeah, yeah. I always enjoy a Herbie movie. Yeah, like Inspector Gadget isn't his car technically sentient? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like Knight Rider, but <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Was there anything that y'all liked about the movie at all? I mean, I feel bad for having subjected well, us all the, to it. Well, like I said, I liked the scene where he kept going back in the house yeah. to clean up blood. Um, although... I mean, not on a moral level. None I of the didn't movies think we it was we can like on a moral level. Uh, yeah, I didn't think it was great, but I didn't think it was terrible. There were some questionable things. Um, As with any of his movies. Von Trier is kind of a jerk. He's, yeah. Um... I was kind of compelled. At the same time, though, I thought some of it was terribly pretentious. Yeah. Uh, I felt like everything that was said, there was a better way to say it that was shorter and less just cruel. I, I did kind of like the tension that built in every scene because you knew these people were going to die, but you didn't know when. Oh, the and moment when he's the, talking to Jacqueline and he says he's killed 60 people and the next yeah. time he says 61. And she's like, why'd you do that? That was good. Yeah, uh, and then yeah. when she goes outside and tells the cop, and the cop's like, I don't know what you've been drinking, but you guys need to stop. That, yeah. I don't know. That seems like that would really happen. That has really happened. <laughs> that does really happen. Oh, that happened with Dahmer. <laughs> yeah. one, one oh, th- my God, yeah. One of the things that like, uh, Hitler apologists talk about is like he was a failed artist, so he applied twice to the Academy. And, yeah. And I'm surprised failed. it didn't come up. Uh, and and uh, yeah, he wasn't able to be an architect or anything. Yeah. So in, in this movie, you've got a, a guy who wants to be an architect. He or, is an en- engineer, but he an calls en- himself an architect. Yeah, he wants to be an architect, and he's got this house in his head. But he's, but he hasn't pursued the education to actually be I one, right? I guess I right? just didn't make any of the, well, uh, the connections uh, that brought so it to So I don't know, but it, does it imply that? Does it have a similar sort of... Or he couldn't be the artist he wanted Me- to be. Yeah. So therefore... Yeah, he can't he build his house. He's, he's a... <laughs> okay, yeah, that does that does track. That's for one sure. of those stupid tropes. Yeah, yeah, that may be. I didn't really pick <laughs> up on that. I didn't either, but it does make sense. It does track. So yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know, for for him to sort of uh, see himself, or for us to be told that he's so intelligent, and I'm thinking. No, he's not, because he's in this scene and he's saying the dumbest things to this woman. And you would, if he's such a genius, he'd be saying things that she would totally he buy. He tells her that his like sheriff's badge is getting polished, and then they're adding a new title to it at like the blacksmith. Like he says something like yeah. dumb and, she and says, westerny, <laughs> and she says what title? And he's like, oh, that's classified. I can't tell you what and she fell for this this tells me two things he's a dumbass 
And so is she for falling she for his... She plays that type of character in a lot of things. I've seen her before, and it's the same, <laughs> like, brain-dead suburban character. Okay. This, so yeah. I think that's just typecasting. Yeah. I like Matt Dillon better when he plays a dumbass who's not sold to you as other than a dumbass. Yeah. In fact, singles. Definitely watch singles. Um, the end of this movie, though, I thought that he was shot the first time the cop shot through the door. Right. And whatever happens after, and then his whole monologue situation throughout the whole movie is just him dying and, like, having some weird reflecting thing. Or he's just had some giant mental break and has gone somewhere in his head where he can either do these things or talk about them. Um, I don't take it literally. I don't think he actually descended into hell through an ice hole in the floor. Let's go back for just a moment to the hunting no. to the hunting yes. scene, okay? Um, you really didn't want to see those kids die. I don't want to see ducklings get their leg cut off. I don't want to see any of this horrible stuff. But you know what else I don't want to see? That kid, after he put the wire in oh, his mouth, and he has that great. impossible goofy grin. You didn't like that? Oh my God! So the so one of the kids that he shot on the hunting trip, he starts talking about how morticians, or no taxidermists, taxidermists taxidermist can do things to make things look more lifelike. And he's like, it's a craft, and I can do it too. And he, and he's bending a piece of wire, and the next thing you know, you see this kid in the freezer, and he's frozen, and he's got this impossible goofy Joker-looking grin, it's so and his stupid. hand is like waving. <laughs> Well, and you keep seeing him. It keeps cutting back to him, like, great. or, or he's know. in the. I it was great. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was great because it was so. Yeah. Awful. Well, it, it was, I, it, it was yeah. a more comical moment because it looks so ridiculous, and he's talking it up. He's like, "I've studied facial expressions. I know exactly how a person should look, and I can do taxidermy, like the best taxidermist." It, it, this, and then he cuts to it. And it's like, oh, like his shoulder's blocking it. And so you're like waiting, you know, you're like, oh my God, what, what has he done now? And then he like shifts a little bit and it's just this goofy ass, scary kid face. Joker grin. And it's like, oh, you know what no. It, you know what it reminded me of? Are you familiar with the Lion of Gripsholm? No. Okay. Uh, you may, oh, you've got your phone right there. I do. I would like for you to Google the Lion of Gripsholm. Okay. And uh, this is something where <laughs> there's a story behind it. And I think I've mentioned this on the show. Oh, before. yeah, I've seen this. Yeah. So, this, <laughs> this is. <laughs> oh, it's the taxidermied lion. Yeah. This guy? Yeah. This fella is the funky dude. Oh, it's, it's in the uh, Gripsholm Castle in Sweden. I think Sweden. we talked about this in our history. Oh, my God, look, he's on the Narnia cover. <laughs> So photoshopped him onto Narnia. Here's Lion King. Oh my God, people. Um, yeah. So apparently the uh, the king or whatever had uh, this pet lion, and when it died, it's like, oh, I want him. I want to have him stuffed so I could have him around. And then they brought in a taxidermist who had never seen a lion before. I know I only talk about Game of Thrones, but <laughs> they have a lot of like real like replicas or like replicas of real art history pieces, and yeah. it would have been hilarious if they had something like that. Especially because one of like the major, most prideful houses, their sigil is like a lion. That would have been hilarious. Anyways, 
It's just, every time I look at this thing, I just fall apart. It's just ridiculous. It's he's just, just a goofy little fella. It's just terrible. He's just, he's just happy to be here. And the fact that, not just that the face looks so goofy. And it's but a relic now. That's like a, we'd like honor it. We would respect that lion. Oh, I'm sure it's a major tourist attraction. I bet Nicolas Cage is going to nick it in his next movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> the way the tongue kind of sticks to the side and the eyes are too close together. It's cute. The I like eyes. him. It's ah, a nice... I wonder if they make stuffed animal versions of him. They should. I don't know. Um, I could probably put this on a t-shirt for you. <gasps> that would be fantastic. Would you like that? I would love that. As you head off to college, yes. you want to make sure all the other new students... No, I'm cool. Yeah. <laughs> You want to just let them know who you are? Mm-hmm. Right out of the gate. Let's go. Then you could be like, did you know what this is? And you could tell them the Have history Have you seen this silly little lion? Yeah. <laughs> or I could put that horrifying Joker-faced kid. Oh, my God. That'd be <laughs> terrible. I would sh- not want to know. You wanna it's hard know? enough putting it's this podcast out there and being like, we watched this movie. Hey, there's no shame in watching some. I mean, ask Will. You didn't make it. That's yeah, true. I didn't make it. That's how Will likes to put it. You didn't make the damn thing. You didn't That's make it. True. All you did was point a finger at it and go, maybe that. Yeah. yeah you picked it, but we've all picked terrible <laughs> movies. You picked it, yeah. Yes. What was that one, The Night of the Animals? What was that one called? Uh, that had the guy from uh, yeah. Northern Exposure in it? Night of the Wild. Night of the Wild, That's yeah, it. My yeah. last pick was a disappointment, wasn't it? Uh, what did you pick? One I hadn't seen before. Yes. Uh, Can't even remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was oh that my good. God. Dark Waters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. See? I'm glad I wasn't here then. Yeah. See, I, didn't re- I didn't watch either. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, you didn't miss it. Yeah, even though. To. You just rolled in like a boss with this fucking thing. Yeah, that's make some waves, you know. Right. Breaking the waves. Yeah, it, it's non exploitation and everything, and it was boring. Yeah. Right? Ah, fail the land. Well, so what movie are we doing next week? Uh, I'm not sure yet. Well, I have to pick something. We're into, but, we're, we're uh, into Robonica, though, right? We might be doing Robonica, so mm-hmm. we should watch Robocop. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's uh, for Futurama fans. They know that we celebrate Robonica. <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll get more on it next week. Or, it's yeah. Robot Hanukkah. Yeah, basically. Robonica. It probably doesn't need much more of an explanation than that. Anything else for before? all the Jewish robots out there? <laughs> right. Is there anything else before we get out of here? Uh, I don't think so. No. Jolien? Uh-uh. I'll no? pick a better movie next week. <laughs> oh, will you? Oh, yeah. Or for next time, it's my turn. I don't know. I, I bet you'll do a little research before. Yeah. I will. I'll do Wait, some you're, you're not with us for much longer, I'm so not. you should, you should I'll make pick some every time. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah, if you want to pick a robot movie you like for Robonica, we can watch more than one. Okay. We've done that before, like uh, The Wintry 3 or... Movies. Yeah, I'm going to watch Robocop 1 and 2. Oh, Ooh, I'm, not 3? I'm down. I don't know. I don't have a copy of 3. Oh, we'll that's too bad. We'll have to define bad. robot movie. Like, how much robot Ooh. in the movie makes it a robot movie? Well... Like, if they have a Roomba, uh, is it a robot movie? No, no. It should be a central character, at least. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or, or no. the threat, right? And okay. someone gets killed by it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. That I'll would do make, some research. That would make sense for it to... Yeah. All right. Well, if that's it, let's get out of here. Uh, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>